Welcome to the Is This Enough feed. David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney also you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube starting with mini episode 4 Is This Enough with James O'Donoghue and David Hall. James can I shock you? Yes. <laughs> uh, we have received our first bit of uh, correspondence. <laughs> 20, <laughs> episode <in. laughs> 20 episodes in! That's we've, six months into it! If we've ever mentioned receiving correspondence via the email before, it was a lie. We've got an actual correspondence. <laughs> it's been there the entire time. <laughs> Dear James and David, on listening to the most recent episode... I wanted to share the scene that played in my head as I enjoyed it. Now, I think this was for episode 17 rather than 18 Ooh. or 19. I can't remember what. Episode 17. Let me remind myself. Okay. And now listening to the round entire five. episode. Yeah, listen to the entire episode and we'll come back in a second. Uh, oh, do we need phlegm? Uh, I don't know if it was that one. I can't remember. It will become apparent. Here we go. Announcer, round five. Spoilers, announcer is me. David, James, this round is called Which Chord Is This? Both. Laughter. David, I'm going to play you a chord and you can have to tell me which, what chord it is. James, are you pitch perfect? No. I did work on a production of The Tempest with someone that was, which was amazing. David, James, have you seen the film Pitch Perfect? David pulls back a velvet curtain to reveal a grinning a cappella performers in sparkling blazers. <laughs> James, I have. And I did not enjoy it at all. The a cappella performers suddenly look panicked. David, there was a time where a cappella groups were all the rage, and that might be the least favorite, my least favorite type of music. The a cappella performers try to retreat behind the curtain, but David pulls it off its railing, staring the two nervous performers dead in the eyes. James, ah, it's so smug. David, they never look like they're enjoying themselves. Dave, James hands David a baseball bat that he has been holding behind his back, taking a heavy frying pan off the shelf near him. Both hosts start circling the two now crying performers while explaining in detail why their efforts are worthless. David, learn to play an instrument. Both hosts then proceed to go full Tyler Dorton. Tyler Dorton. Yeah, they've split Dorton. That's fine. Or the other one on the two performers who quickly end up in the fetal position with heavy blows being rained down on them. David and James take it in turns to take a poster or an album sleeve from a selection of their favourite albums and staple them to the quivering forms of the two guests who thought they were here to do a cover of Coldplay's song for James to play bass along to. <laughs> 
The rest of the podcast is done with both hosts splattered with blood, sweating, not mentioning the acts of horror violence be- <laughs> perpetrated months before. Even Baz is concerned because he has seen lads go down a violent road before and he wants to avoid riling up the Rosas because they don't end well for anyone. Have a lovely weekend. You are welcome. Dom slash Rat Freak, who is a Twitch person. Uh, thank you, Dom slash Rat Freak. Thank you. Thank you, Rap Freak. That was a, f- a few things to take away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, not only our first email, our first bit of fanfic as well. Thank you. <laughs> um, At least it wasn't slash fiction. Oh, I've, it wasn't man- slash I've definitely fiction. manifested that now. Please don't send us we, in your slash fiction. <laughs> please, I would like to ask our fan base to not become as weird as the fan base for Taskmaster become weird there are some hard yeah get weirder get weirder write stuff about us doing gbh that's fine no oh as long as it's only acapella performers yeah no cutesy fans of 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 off menu no 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 we want horrors unleash horrors get ratty get in the gutter uh, and uh, the whole thing of us doing 20 episodes receiving one email is a bit like, uh, please send more emails in. That was delightful. Um, I've, I've had bit, correspondence bit... of people telling us stuff and I've had messages here and there, but no one specifically used the email address. that we Email has to be episode. email. And also has to be. just like it, it could have been anything, but instead it was fan fiction. I've had like round suggestions. Like... Thank you for everybody who's sent us messages and stuff in the past. It's just really funny to me that that's the first like hardcore. It's, it's also, it's also a bit like, had, um, and it's hardcore. So like Auntie Donna's big old house of fun, where right at the end, someone in the audience laughs. <laughs> yeah, we've had a live audience this whole time. <laughs> now hear this. And welcome to Is This Enough? And to episode 20. 20's plenty, but we update frequently. My name is James O'Donoghue, a gentleman and scholar. <laughs> and with me, as always, is David Hoare. Give his mum a holler. This is the truly excellent she's, she's and peng- brilliant... She's thing. a penguin, it's canon, sorry. She's a penguin, it's canon. She's uh, Pingu and or Frobisher from the Doctor Who comics. Who's to say? You tell us. Uh, this is the truly excellent and brilliant game show. That is both excellent and brilliant. We've come up with three rounds each. Whoa. Three rounds. Whoa. And neither of us knows what the other one is prepared. Along the way, we'll have some songs, some sketches, and maybe a special guest. This episode is going to have a particularly special guest. Uh, we have security around us, uh, currently encircling the whole perimeter. Uh, things are tight. There is a, a, a Chinook helicopter just <laughs> above me at any point ready to drop the payload. Uh, it's all to play for. There's been foreshadowing of this guest for a while. There absolutely has been. If you've been able to put the pieces together and figure out who it is, you know what's going to come. But if you've if been you affected by anything that's happened in this podcast so far, maybe try therapy. I don't know. Maybe go for a run. Do people uh, have landlines anymore? Talk to your friends. Talk to your friend. Hey, 
hey, we know it's tough out there. So hey, it's mental health week friends? here. At, I, <laughs> hey, guys, we know it's tough being a guy. So why not talk to your friends? You can't because they're all having a shit time too. It's Sick. mental health week. Uh, is this enough where our mental health is weak? Thank you. Hey, we know it's tough out there. <laughs> it's tough for everyone. So don't burden your friends with your problems. With all of that said, there is all to play for because we've got a prize for the winner and a forfeit for the loser. So, David, last week I won and received a moist towelette. Mm. Ah, how did you get on with your moist towelette? I've never been more clean. Really? Yeah. You have quite a decent shower. Your shower's better than mine, I should say. Oh, we've just got shit water pressure in this house. You got shit water. Mm. It's no good, mate. That's why my mental health is so weak. Oh, maybe <laughs> you need some more mental conditioning. This started off tight and it's gone weird. This has gone very strange. David, last week you lost. No. And you received a moist owl vet. Mm. And to, between you and me, that sounds like a real hoot. Yeah. Oh, so David, those are the stakes. No, they're not the stakes because this week the prizes are the winner gets 20 pints of bitter. <gasps> Delicious. The loser gets 20 pints of butter. Good luck using all of that butter, you freak. So, David, with all to play for, it's over for round one. Although, I guess, in a way, it's over to you. Round one. James, round one is called General Knowledge Knowledge. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're, in, we're into the knowledge verse. This is for 20 points a question. Can you answer these is this enough themed questions? How self-referential and indulgent. <laughs> it's episode 20. What a bonanza. So 20. So how exciting for us to celebrate we've done 20 episodes. There's all sorts of statistics about how like most podcasts don't get past episode 1 and then like 80% don't get past episode 10 and then like 90% of podcasts don't get past episode 20. And even though we've missed some and done mini episodes and done some weird stuff because mental health is weird in this podcast, um, we've still reached 20 and hopefully we will reach more. So uh, James, I've got seven is this enough themed questions for you. They're for 20 points a question. How are you feeling about this? I'm feeling good. Okay. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling prepped. I'm feeling hyped. <laughs> the best way to prep for this is to be part of the two people that make this podcast. Yes. So you've got yes. a fifty percent chance. James, question number one: What was the first general knowledge round ever for this podcast? Was it A. General knowledge? Was it B. General knowledge? Or was it C. General knowledge? It was general no ledge because it's about Heath Ledger. Correct. That is 20 points in the bank straight away. You haven't lost your mind yet. 
Question number two. James, which was the first episode to introduce prizes and forfeits, as suggested by Andrew White of the Trusty Hogs podcast? Was it A, episode two, B, episode three, or C, episode four? How soon uh, I'm start s- prizes? I'm going to say episode two. Any reason why? Because uh, I feel like a big old bunch of number two. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Again, that's a very correct, James. 20 points to you there. Congratulations. Oh, my God. Uh, question number three, slightly more damning on us. Which was the last episode to introduce an audience round <laughs> before we abandoned the segment <laughs> entirely? <laughs> because no one uh, would use the email. <laughs> no one used the email and also could be asked to do the painting. Couldn't be asked to do the painting. This podcast um, is a real uh, vignette in our... Yes. Mind, men, minds and mental health. Uh, James, which was the last episode to include an audience round? Was it episode 10, episode 11, or episode 12? Say episode... Episode 10. Episode 10 went on, and you were angry about it. Episode 10. <laughs> it wasn't that I was angry about it. It was just that it was so long, and I had a lot on, and just editing it, and I was like, this is getting out of control, because we were riffing our balls off. And then doing too many rounds. So you reckon it was episode 10? Do you remember what it was? Yes. Uh, uh, who could describe lifts? <laughs> James, you're wrong. It went as far as episode 12, which I was surprised about and all. Whoa, no. I know. Baffling. Uh, James, I hope you like spreadsheets. Question number four. Who has won the most amount of episodes so far? Was it A, me, or B, you? I'm going to say me. I'm going to say me. Well, unfortunately for you, not only are you wrong, but you're wrong. Uh... Oh, I really am wrong. <laughs> but, so, uh, I kept on noticing that I was winning in the past couple of uh, episodes. And uh, not including last episode. And I kind of thought that I was winning too many of them. But um, I've done some calculations. Uh, You have won nine and I have won ten. So it's close. Whoa. So there really is all to play for. There really is all to play for. Um, So, yeah. Knowledge, 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 knowledge. James, how many points have you had so far in main episodes? All 19. Is it A... 1,846,000, One million eight hundred and forty-six. <laughs> B, fifty uh, five hundred twenty thousand six hundred thirty point four, or C, four million three hundred seventy-seven one hundred twenty-eight points. I say four million. Correct. Yay! That's another twenty points for you right there. Congratulations. That's quite a few points, uh, and I'm very proud of you for every single point that you got. You earned them all. Very. Uh, appropriately. So congratulations. You hear that, Richard Osmond? We like points on this show. That's how you're meant to do your show. You hear that, Alexander Armstrong? More, more is, is the good. More is the good. Uh, James, question number six. How many points have I had so far? Is it seven billion three hundred thousand and seven four Four hundred and sixty-seven point three, 
Is it B, 8,646.3? Or is it C, 52,532,692.3? I'm going to say A. Any reasoning? I feel like I've given billions. You certainly have. And, and <laughs> One episode, namely episode eight, uh, you had 10,740. And bearing in mind, in the first episode, you won with 630 points. <laughs> you got 10,740 points. And I had 7,010,080 points. That's you good. looked devastated, even though this was all your own doing. It's Congratulations. It's and James, the final question for this round. Question number seven. Has this been enough? David, yeah. I don't think it could ever be enough. That's why we're doing more. Correct. The answer is no. 20 points to you there. Fantastic. You're on a very casual 100 points. James, it's over to you. Round two. Okay, David, this is uh, round two. Uh, round two is called, am I going to walk around and rip your lights down in the middle of the screen, in the middle of the scene? <laughs> then why the... Are you walking right through? Ah, da 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 da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand, you prick? Have you got any fucking idea about, hey, it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the fucking scene? Give me a fucking answer. Why don't you get about it? Um. Firstly, I just want to say that a couple of episodes ago, you went da, 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 like this. And I was trying to remember what that was from. And I was trying to work out which Broadway musical it was from. And then you just reminded me what it's actually from. It's been racking my, I've been trying to rack my brains for ages and I nearly rang you to ask you. Uh, but we had many different things to talk about when we spoke to each other during the week. Uh, the answer is, um, I'm sorry. David, because I know that's the hardest word to say. You get one billion. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh. Oh, no. James is just trying to work out how to write out a billion. I'm going to go <laughs> with the American billion because it's easier. There we go, David. You hear that, got... America? It's easier to become a billionaire in your country. <laughs> <laughs> to our American listeners, I'm sorry. Sorry, you're an American. <laughs> it's what a world in which a, in which a flag may divide a people. David, this round is called Celebrity True or False Hard Mode. Uh oh. Celebs. Some we love, some we hate, yeah. some we tried to assassinate. I'll get you <laughs> next time, Desmond O'Leary. But how well Desmond. does old Baby Whore know big celebs and their most intimate details? Well, let's find out. After, and if he loses, 
Get this, not only does he not win 200 points per answer, but he'll also get a moderate electric shock administered directly <laughs> between the parts of his brain that tells the left shoe from the right shoe. So there really is all to play for. Yeah. Uh, so, do you mean Dermot O'Leary? <laughs> no. no. Desmond I, O'Leary? No, I do not mean Dermot. I mean Desmond. Desmond O'Leary. Have you never heard of him? Is he ITV2 plus one's version of Dermot O'Leary? He's a big fish out in the river. <laughs> David! Yeah. Is yeah, celebrity true or false? Mm-hmm. Is. Yeah. Ben Affleck's aura is puce. True or false? Puce. Puce. I'm just going to Google what puce looks like. Desmond Puce. Oh, um. I've just. What is it? Is Ben Affleck from Boston or is that just because I've watched um, Goodwill Hunting? Be. I think he might be from Boston. Okay. I think he might be either from Boston or he has a band called the Boss Tones. <laughs> the All Right, All Right Boss Tones. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say false. False. Uh, I'm sorry, David. It is true. His aura is entirely puce. You do not get the point. And it's going to be a bit more difficult getting them shoes on a little bit. We'll ah! see how you go for the rest of the round. David. Yeah. Werner Herzog does the Christmas lights turn on in real. <laughs> Imagine that. Are we allowed to tell the story that you messaged me without naming? Uh, I'm going to save that for later. Uh, okay, I'm going to. Oh, I've built anticipation. Have you have you ever been to a lights up? Um, yes, yes, I went to one in Aberystwyth, uh, where the celebrity to turn the lights on was Santa Claus. <laughs> How did they get him? He must be so clearly. It's clearly someone cancelled, and it was it was the local mayor being driven down dressed as Santa, and the um, the uh, guy announcing it um, the guy announcing it went Santa's coming down the road he's just past Santander <laughs> I have seen a few the only one I remember actually being a celebrity which is significantly more Christmassy than Santa Claus uh, I saw Craig Charles turn on the local lights uh, yeah and he didn't say activate when he did it which was the most upsetting part of my life i think um that i've i've seen your life i think there are some more upsetting elements <laughs> of it <laughs> uh yes of course Werner Herzog has turned on the lights in real of course he does that's 200 points i hope that could buy you like some to see the christmas lights oh, boo, boo, boo. Oh, boo, boo, boo. it's very nice to be here in real uh, I saw a clip of him talking about how he likes to watch reality TV, mm. uh, particularly Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, question number three. Scylla Black would win in a fight. True or false? I think Scylla Black always won in a fight. What a teardown of a legacy. It's so interesting. When she was on telly, she seemed to be like everyone's mate and everyone loved her. And she was one of those sort of like people involved, like a bit like Bruce Forsyth, where you kind of, we grew up thinking about her in a kind of like corny early yeah. Saturday night ITV, the equivalent of Desmond O'Leary and Anton Deck. But like both Bruce Forsyth and Scylla Black sung and hung out with some of the most famous people that have ever existed because they were like singer sort of performer presenter types in the like 60s and 70s yeah uh but it's been revealed that apparently she was just like on the top list of the worst celebrities to deal with in every airport in this country and loads <laughs> of stories about somebody being like there's it's stories of her being like oh uh we booked this table out for a restaurant Scylla Black was sat at the table she refused to move and just like loads and loads of stories of Scylla Black just apparently being an absolutely terrible person and now TikTok has found the surprise surprise um, Me. theme tune yeah. that she's singing and it's everywhere and they're like look at this and, and all this sort of stuff and it's kind of weird because there's just so much like she's was loved but she turned out to be it's a very weird the context of her is very strange and i would a, reckon she would win in all fights basically it, she is a very she's a very odd <laughs> figure in history she's also a character in uh have you seen the film uh the edgar wright film uh last night in soho oh no was that good it looked like very stylized it's quite good it's quite a good one I might watch that soon. Though, is, I'm, yeah, I uh, in a, in an effort to keep it light, let's just say I watched Baby Driver and I was a bit like uncomfortable with some of the people in it, and then more people yeah. in it became made me more uncomfortable about it. And I think, well, David, that, I didn't, but they've just released the new Scott Pilgrim cartoon, so I want to watch that. So, uh, well, so. David, yep, correct. People would invite. 200 points. Well done. War criminal Radovan Karadic had IBS. True or false? The first time somebody told me they had IBS, I was at university. And I think just nobody said it to me. You know, when you're at university and things that are normal to everyone, just you might not have heard of. And then the whole yeah. room turns around to you and goes, what do you mean you don't know that? I was yeah. making food for my friend uh, and... I said, how spicy can you have your food? And she was like, not at all. I've got IBS. And I was like, what's that? I bloody hate spices. And my... <laughs> <laughs> my flatmate was there, face palmed so hard. And the person who had IBS just stared at me for like a good 20 seconds before speaking. Uh, and oh. that friend was Radovan. I yeah. <laughs> said, yes. Yes, correct. Sure, why not? And <laughs> um, finally, Pauline, Pauline Quirk by name, Pauline Quirk by nature. True or false? <laughs> What's happened to that lot? It was like <laughs> Birds of a Feather was all over the telly when I was younger. And the other two were... I feel like I saw Pauline Quirk like... 
twice a week on telly and then he has an acting uh, i think a, a whole like slew of acting academies yeah which means which she only would have been able to like make happen because she had so much money she the, we hit pauline quirk <laughs> we hit peak quirk I'd just like to reiterate that despite the fan fiction violence, we did not hit Pauline Quirk. We did not <laughs> hit Pauline Quirk. Please. Pink Those Quirk. photos have been doctored. <laughs> How is this the weirdest one? Last week's was so tight. <laughs> Last week's was very tight. Last week was. This one, I was like, right, we'll do another tight one. Ah! Yeah. We were like, okay, we'll do it in the afternoon. Afternoons are good. They're tight. It's mm. nice. And uh, yeah, it's not ended up tight. I've also just found out that the story I wanted to to tell on the uh, for the How Are You segment, I have been not given the green light to tell that story. <laughs> I have not been given the green light to tell that story. I will I respect... You your phone and I was like, what's going on there? That's fine. We can not mention who it's about or whatever. Oh, I, I will respect fun. that wish. We will not... <laughs> Tell that story. Respectthatwish.com. All right, let's let's tighten, <laughs> let's tighten this up. Uh, Pauline Quirk, Quirk, yes. But Pauline Quirk, yes, correct. She's a real <laughs> she's a real quirky gal. And in fact, when you meet her in her local bookshop, you'll realise that yeah, her life's a mess, but she's making it work. She's just a girl in the big city trying to have it all. How could you not fall in love? So, David, at the end of that round, you've got yourself. One billion and eight hundred points. So there's all to play for. Well, I am slightly behind with one hundred points. <laughs> round three. Uh, James, round three is called How Are You? James, how are you? David, I'll tell you how I am. Since we've recorded, I've seen The King twice. <laughs> Since we last recorded, I've seen The King twice. Just to give the listener some context into why I was so excited and then what's about to be un unfold. Um, James messaged me, I'm going to say, at half 11 at night, where like we don't always message each other past a certain time because basically I've tried to and James has been asleep and been like, no. So I've stopped. We have very different working patterns where David yeah. is, uh, da Quite David does guy. comedy full time. So he's a, he's a real night owl. Uh, <laughs> so he probably needs to go and visit that moist owl vet. I tell you that. <laughs> so and, I, um, I don't, late night correspondence with James is not often a thing. And I looked at my phone and there was a, uh, 11.30 at night voice message from James that was three minutes long and I'm going to say two minutes and 50 seconds of it was the story that we're not allowed to tell. Yes. And then as they were signing off, they just said, oh, I saw the king today. And I was like, <laughs> one, that story was amazing. And two, tell me all about the king. So did you touch seen hands? Him. Does it float? So I, I saw him... Uh... I saw him two modes of the king, two the two modes of, of King Charles. Uh, I was uh, uh, so I do tour guiding as a day job, and um, and I was uh, doing my least favorite part of tour guiding, which is a guide into the royal through the royal palaces of London. 
So walking past, did you know the, the king once had dinner in this house? And did you also know Princess Anne herself lives here? And did you know that Queen Elizabeth I once said in this back garden? I imagine then, that's the sort of stuff that the people who are going on this tours are most excited about as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, what I've realised is the kind of uh, person that will turn up to a tour of the royal palaces. I are um, either they don't need the tour; um, they are hardcore uh, royalists from the UK who aren't there for a tour. They just will walk around anyway, uh, and that's fine. They're easy. They're off. Um, or they are uh, Germans who are just kind of baffled about the whole thing. <laughs> Um, or, and this is what I'm getting quite a lot at the moment, insane Americans. David, on your journeys through TikTok, have you come across, there is a, uh, there is a, a woman who is like a full Disney adult, who is like, if a Disney character was a real person, like a five foot six person. Yeah. That would be them. They have that insane kind of unbridled Disney-ish energy. Are you talking about a specific person or just there a is a adult? specific person? I'm specific aware of Disney person. adults. I'm aware of people that height. I'm aware of people with that energy, but I don't know if I know specific. There is. If you've about. seen this person, yeah, I know. I wish her absolutely no ill will whatsoever. That is somebody who seems very happy with their life. Good on you. I uh, hope to achieve that level of happiness. Good on you. Yeah. Um, I find Disney adults fucking terrifying. I find them absolutely terrifying. They are bizarre. I'm not talking about, right, ah, uh, you know what? It's a bit rainy. I've got a cold. Why don't we put a film? I just need something comforting. Ah, uh, let's put on The Little Mermaid or whatever. I will do that with superhero films. I'll do that with, yeah. um, with rom-coms. My watches I'll... animated films all the time. But yeah, absolutely. like, we've never gone to Disneyland together. She isn't, yeah. like, full-blown... Sure, the... There are people that will freak out about meeting Goofy. And mm, Goofy tried to and... push me over, by the way. <laughs> True story. Because he's Goofy. So Child Assault is not Goofy. I'm guessing you were you a small whore at this point. Oh, is it time? Is it time for what? Was it episode twenty? I guess I was going to say we should cap this at 4.30, but is it time to, to reveal the whole, like, at the time, possibly the worst day of my life? Um, <laughs> at the time. And it's not, it's it's a lighthearted story because I was 14, but it wasn't, it was, I don't know how much I've revealed of this of the, All right, on David. the podcast. David, tell us about Goofy <laughs> pushing you over. Have I told you about the French exchange. I am I am willing to sacrifice my round of how are you. No, we'll come back your... to this. But no, no, just... no, 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 no. David, <laughs> David, David, how are you going to survive knowing that Goofy pushed you over? Right. End of round three, on to round four. David, no, 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 no. How, we're coming back to you. How are you going to get out of this one? <laughs> we're coming back to you, you fuck. However, so... Have I ever told you about anything I've done on the French exchange? Like, as in you were on a school exchange program or like... 
If, if this doesn't ring market. true to you, the... then I just haven't told you. I may have told no. you like a slight thing about what it. What did basically... you do on your French exchange? So I had a French what... exchange uh, student called Tim who came to me first. If you've never done an exchange program, like a school pairs Hold from up. your school. French Tim? Timothée. Okay. And he came to us and uh, a few of my other friends had... Uh, French exchange um, students, uh, so we got to like hang out on the weekends. And First, we'd go, like Tim up. came for me, and <laughs> I did not speak out because I wasn't a Tim. Um, so Tim came here wanting to learn English better, see the culture a bit. Came over here. We played video games and hung out. His friend would come over. My friend Alec also had a French exchange, so we'd hang out a bit. Same with a few other people. Um, I went on the French exchange because I'd heard you get to go to Park Asterix, and I'd heard Park Asterix was amazing. My cousins had been, and it's basically like the Disney equivalent of Asterix, Disneyland equivalent. So uh, I wanted to go to that. I heard it was a great theme park ride. Grew up reading Asterix books. It came time for me to go over to France... The day we arrived there, I was picked up by Tim's family uh, and Tim's mum was driving me back from school. Uh, I think without Tim because he had an after school thing. And she was like, cool. So when Tim was in England, he said that uh, he basically only spoke English. So why don't you only speak French whilst you're here and you get better at French? And I was like, I don't. So then she started asking me questions in French and I just didn't know anywhere near enough French. I barely spoke any French. I just wanted to go to Park Asterix. So that was quite awkward, but it was okay. And then Tim arrived home. We kind of hang out a bit. I met Tim's dad and that was quite nice. The next day was like a Saturday, I think. And as a treat, they took me to Disneyland. So this is the second day I was there of a 10-day trip. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to be great. They took me to Disneyland Three of the other people I went to school with were there with their French exchanges as well. And we went around with them. Uh, whilst we were eating lunch, Goofy appeared. And uh, people were taking photos of him. Because I don't know if you've been to Disneyland. Like sometimes you might see the people roaming around. Sometimes they're in the parade. Sometimes they're not. I've had friends who went to like the American Disney World and like went into the loo and found like Winnie the Pooh had fainted in the bathroom and the head had fallen off and stuff. I saw Goofy, I tried to take a photo with him. It took an okay photo with me, but not much. And I was walking back to where the family was and he just sort of started running after me and like pushed me <laughs> in a kind of playful way. But I was a nervous 14-year-old in France for the first time without my family being a bit like, this is weird. And I was like, that was a bit odd. Uh, and then I'm going to say about 10 minutes later, a bird shat on my hand. We were underneath a tree, so a bird shat on my hand. Um, and then went to the bathroom, washed it all off, came back. We went on a bunch of rides, had a nice time at Disneyland. After that, we went to uh, McDonald's with um, Tim's family. And they were like getting... If, if I had ever gone to McDonald's, which was rare at that time, my family would have basically got me a happy meal and that was it. They were getting burgers, chips, and nuggets. They were getting a big meal. And like they were like, what do you want? And I was like, I feel quite ill. I'll just have a hamburger and some chips and see how I get on. And they were like, this will not feed you. You should have more. And I was like, I don't feel quite right. Went, got home. They all went to go hang out. And I just went to bed because I felt odd. 
I woke up and I was seeing double and I felt really faint and I really like desperately needed to evacuate my bowels. Now, it was pitch black, maybe midnight in a house the second night I'd ever stayed in this house. So I uh, went to the front door. I went to the door of this bedroom. It took me like 10 minutes to get there because I was the room was spinning and I felt dizzy. And I felt to the room of the side uh, in the next room. The door was open. It was a tiled room. I went into that room. There was nothing else to do. I just turned around, pulled my trousers down. Half the world fell out of my ass, I'd say. Um, I then couldn't find any loo paper in that room. And, uh, yeah, I managed to, like, find a sink somehow, wash my hands, pull my trousers up. So delirious with illness, I just went down the corridor, found a different tiled room which had an actual loo. Did my business, kind of carried on feeling awful, and then uh, went to turn the light off, went back to bed without really realising what I'd done. Woke up in the morning to the angriest French woman in the world, uh, screaming at me in French as to why I'd shat in her shower. Uh, <laughs> uh, for the audio listeners, James is covering their face pretty solidly there. Um, that was me waking up on day three of a 10-day trip, James. So I always sort of equate Goofy with the beginning of the biggest Goofy, amount of shame. Goofy and pushed you over and gave you the shower shitting disease. <laughs> and, um, yeah, very odd. And I didn't tell anyone about it for like 12 years, I don't think. Anyone. I don't think I told anyone. And then people would sat around a pub. And I must have been like maybe 10 years. I, don't know. I was like 24 or something. I sat in the pub and everyone was talking about shit yourself stories. And I was like, well, I won't mention mine. It's embarrassing. And then they were all telling theirs and everyone was going, whoa. And I was like, that is tame in comparison to mine, I feel. Um, so you decided the world must know. So I told these people and they were just howling with laughter. And I have tried on many different occasions to turn this into stand-up. And if Isn't I tell it to a friend, they laugh their head off. If I tell it on stage, I get the most amount of pity I've ever seen. And everyone's just there covering their faces going, Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, so that's why I find Goofy a bit weird. Anyway, finish telling me how you... <laughs> Other than now harrowed by my story. Um, so, <laughs> parking hell. Getting out. I keep that one in the back. <laughs> <laughs> when it needs, when people are like, have you got any weird stories? I'm like, I do. Fucking hell. You'll be changed by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> And I know people like my French teacher was like, yeah, me and my French exchange like remained friends. And like she was bridesmaid at my wedding. And they were like, did you stay in touch with your French exchange? And I was like, definitely not. There's a family of French people in France somewhere who were like, 
anytime someone mentions an exchange program, they're like, our exchange program came over and just shat in our shower. So what did you do for the the next seven days? Just live in shame? Play it off. Play it off. (laughs) I I couldn't, like, the joke that I always tried to get working was like, it's really difficult to explain to somebody why you've shat in their shower if you both speak the same language. But, like, I didn't speak... (laughs) (laughs) How are you, James? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Your day starts with Goofy pushing you the fuck over. No, the day started with me being told I was going to Disneyland and I was all excited and we went on a few rides. I went on like Space Mountain and I was so scared I shut my eyes and it's a dark ride. And I went on it like three times and by the third time I kept my eyes open. But yeah, it started with me being told I was going to Disneyland and ended with me shitting in a shower. So bruised, bruised from being goofed up. <laughs> he was an instigator. Goofy's not a violent guy. That's not in the. That's not in the. In the in the character bible. Of I didn't mean for you to shit in the shower, David. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, James, at the end of that round, considering how you are, <laughs> I'm giving you two billion points. Oh boy! Oh boy! Um, <laughs> David, it's over to you. No, David. This is like the third time in a row I've made this mistake. I love it every time, but this time it's not because we're just having fun, it's because you're sad. I am harrowed by this. Round four. Uh, uh, David. Find, this is really cheered me. <laughs> David, how are you? Um, this is what I have to carry around with me. Uh, just... <laughs> A bag of shit I dropped in somebody's shit. <laughs> uh, episode 20, in which a secret is revealed. Um, <laughs> Where did you listen English but shit in my shower? Sacre bleu! Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, France. So, uh, since we last recorded, I have been a big old ball of anxiety. Hooray! Check me out. Um, We recorded on a Friday night when my friend Howard visited, and that was uh, a really, really fun record. And then we played games with my friend uh tau and that was that was good and then on the monday after i saw you last uh my d- 
dog got uh, injections for um, uh, stuff they hadn't been given injections for because the previous owner hadn't given them like the the injections that they needed. The I don't know which ones it was, but whatever. The next day, we took her. I took her for a walk on my own, and she just refused to go anywhere with me and just sat on the floor and refused but... to go anywhere. And I thought I'd done something wrong. And I was like, I haven't even told you about going to France. And <laughs> <laughs> this continued for several days where like if I took her out, she would just refuse to like go anywhere. And I sort of had to like carry her to the park to let her pee. And I thought I'd done something wrong. Also, it's like around fireworks time, lots of loud noises, all of this. Turns out after two weeks, we worked out. She just wanted to go to a particular park and play catch. And if you weren't doing that, she was like, well, fuck you. I'm not going to do anything. And she was just being stubborn. And that nice. was weird. Um, I had to do a gig. Uh, this is the thing. Like, dogs dogs are so full of personality. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes having a personality means being a bit of a dickhead. Oh, yeah. She just was like, no, I want to play catch. As a result now, in an order to, like, rebuild our sort of trust and friendship, I am taking her to play frisbee every day. Uh, at a park near us uh, and uh, two days ago uh, I threw the frisbee and she caught it in midair and I'd say that's in the top 10 moments of my year it was outstanding that's um, good stuff so that's good but yeah I'd been a big ball of anxiety because I thought my dog just hated me <laughs> oh man <laughs> and then mixed in with that uh, I did two gigs in one day now doubling up mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing can be done gotta make sure you got your timings right the yeah, first gig i did it. was at 11 a.m in the morning a mums and babies Ooh. gig uh, in bristol the second gig i did was on the isle of wight ah <laughs> and i was the car that's not that... in bristol no uh it's an interesting double uh let me tell you can be done but um I had, uh, my car was the one that was registered to take all the comedians onto the boat and then drive them to the gig once we got onto the Isle of Wight. So I had to be at the car park by a certain time, which was half five. I arrived in the car park at 23 past five (laughs) (laughs) because I hit several bits of crash traffic. Uh, and also it took 45 minutes to get out of Bristol. Um, ah, and I finally got to the gig to I'm going to say I did like the first five minutes of the gig We arrived at the gig at 7.20 And um, then I was like How long till the gig starts? And the MC was like 10 minutes And I'm like cool uh, When a gig doesn't start at 8 <clears throat> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the first like Four minutes of the gig went quite well And then I did a particular song And a man went That's the best joke of the night in that exact accent, which was odd. And I was like, oh, that guy's really enjoying it. And then the next song I did, he looked like a sour grape. And I realized that's how he'd looked the entire time. And he hated it. And he hated everything. And I could hear him being like, this is shit, to his friends. And uh, the rest of the audiences were weird. And uh, basically what I'd realized is in amongst just all that traveling, do you know how like you do a gig in a nice place and they don't need comedy? Yeah. And so, like, you go to certain places and you're, like, you go to, like, cities or towns or villages and stuff and they're, like, really, really up for it. And then you go to certain places and it turns out they don't need comedy. 
I'd been told that this wasn't typical of the Isle of Wight. And some of the audience were great. And the guy running the gig was great. Jack's great. I was expecting them to be like, I can't believe you've traveled all this way to come to give us comedy. How exciting. We just live on the Isle of Wight and we've got certain stuff that we don't have out here. I would say half the audience were like arm crossed, like, come on then. Impress me. Yeah. <laughs> just really odd. And it just threw me. Um, so very odd. Um, and then, yeah. And then I've had a slew of like cancelled gigs and all sorts of things. Uh, and uh, I've also realized I've got too much on. I keep on coming up with really good podcast ideas, uh, which is a surefire sign that I need to do my tax return. Because <laughs> if I keep on coming up with great ideas, then um, it means that I'd rather be doing something else than what I'm doing. So uh, I uh, thought I need, I keep on coming up with great ideas. One of them is another podcast with you. And seeming as we can't get this one to run as smoothly as we'd like, it's probably <laughs> not a great idea. <laughs> but. Um, so I've just been like trying to like reduce all the stuff we're doing. I've basically taken a bit of a break from Twitch, which I feel terrible about, but I just kind of had to in order to reduce the stuff going on. Um, and it's resulted in a like high level of self-care in the past, I'm going to say like six days. But there's since I saw you, I was feeling great. And then I've just gone into like being like this, like this knot of anxiety. And now I'm back to like running, eating healthily, sleeping, all this other stuff. But yeah, very, very odd times. Um, it's weird to kind of tell you how odd my life has been of late when I'd previously just told you about one of the worst things that ever happened to me. It just feels like a massive step down. But that's yeah. how I've been. Sometimes it's okay not to be okay, guys. It's mental health week here on It's Not Enough. It is um, it's enough not week. enough? Is this enough? It's not enough. <laughs> well, David. <laughs> that was the it... last Freudian slip on It's <laughs> Not Enough. I need four more podcasts. And the real thing is, I just need to get this one right, which I think we're doing well at. Yeah, we do. We do it well. It's all good. Don't you worry about it, David. But don't you worry about it, David. Because this week's been stressful, you've had a, a case <laughs> of the mental goofies pushing you over. How fucking David. Dare you? <laughs> I'm gonna reward you three billion points. So you are currently on four billion and eight hundred points david <laughs> so with <laughs> let's release those big money balls <laughs> and say it's over to you round five james round five is called too hoot too furious yes <laughs> it's the welcome return of everybody's favorite audio round who's who is who's now after some small finagling by somebody uh not sure who uh this round is for two billion points of question <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James, uh, I'm not sure that the guest host for the next round is going to be that generous. I'm not sure <laughs> in their oh. character. Great, don't mind it. Don't mind it at all. Oh no, I d if I, if it's who I think it is, no, they're never going to be that generous ever. No, uh, James, do you remember whose hoot is whose? 
I I've thought of nothing else. I've thought of nothing else since since that last fateful summer's eve. I think it was episode two. I can tell you for a fact it was. Uh, oh, loading up something else when we're already having technical difficulties is not the wisest thing I've ever done. Uh, yes, episode two. Round three, back when we did more, but also less. Yes. Um, ah. James, what do you think of Owls now? Uh, my opinions have remained unchanged. Um, their heads are freaky under their feathers. Uh, you can see the outlines of their eyes. It's weird. It's I weird. like their legs. That being said, they've got nice little legs. They've got nice, long, long, luscious legs. Long little legs. James, uh, I'm going to play you three clips of um owls meaning there's a cool six billion points in this for you here and and david yep. i'm gonna listen to those clips of owls tell me which owl you think it is owl number one all right that can only be the distinctive shriek of the vampire owl <laughs> Uh, is that your final answer, the vampire owl? David, did you know that owls are mammals? Mammals. <laughs> Mam. No, I didn't. Did... I... What? They, 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 they're mammals, David. I've done all the science. He checks out. David, owls are mammals. <laughs> I've just Googled, are owls mammals? And it doesn't even... It just says, it's clear that the owl is a bird and not a mammal. It's clear. <laughs> I realised this the other day, right? Because I've got ADHD, right? Because I'm often not doing what I should be doing. When somebody tells me what I should be doing, I tend to listen to them because I'm clearly not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And also when I don't know something and somebody else tells me something, I'm far easily, more easily going to just go, yes, because I haven't, I don't know it. Which is why yes. when I do know something I... and somebody disagrees with me, I get twice as angry because I'm like, I don't know much, but I do know that. And then people will just be like, platypuses are mammals. And you're like, so when you're like, an, an owl is a mammal, I'm like, surely not. But James is so much cleverer than I. It's clear that the owl is a bird. <laughs> Google's wrong. Uh, you can't trust Google's wrong everything. and so are you. That was not. That was the David. snowy owl. Oh, no. Owl number two. That's the noisy owl. <laughs> James, I feel like you're not putting your heart into this. <laughs> David, I think that that is a small, chirping, repetitive bastard, or as they're known by the scientist community, uh, S-C-R bastard. What? <laughs> a small, chirping, repetitive bastard. Of an owl? Yes. James, you're wrong. That was the great horned owl. 
<laughs> They're all great horned when they, when I'm done with them. <laughs> oh, lovely stuff. Also, probably the most traditional sounding owl, I'd say. It, it sounded like let, an let's owl. Let's play that owl one more time. What a traditional owl. Have, have you ever gone for an eye test and the optometrist is trying to stifle a burp and instead of doing one big burp, they do loads of little tiny burps through their nose? That sounds like what that owl is doing. Through their nose? Hang yeah, on, you know when you try this. and like it divert. It is clear you cannot burp <laughs> through your nose. <laughs> yeah, when you try and divert a, a burp. Uh, I'm very good at repressing burps because I'm a very. They call me gaseous clay uh, because yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, eat too fast because of my neurodivergency, and then I spend the rest of the day. Also, I wake up feeling like such because I basically eat biscuits until one a.m. and then try to go to bed. And fail. Uh, James, you've got one last chance to uh, tell me what owl this is. Owl number three! What have we scarred? It's an owl! Uh, what owl is that? Owl... That is... Uh, uh, it must be like some sort of scar-related owl pun. That is one step beyond. Uh, just on the uh, topic of that, my friend rang me yesterday and went, oh, I'm just at a gig and I've been told to get here at a certain time. I accidentally arrived three hours early, so I've just got to wait until sound check. It turns out we're playing and then there's another band on and that band is Madness. So you just got to see Madness and got paid to see Madness. Whoa! Pretty good. Uh, but they did not meet Suggs. Uh, so you uh. think this... Is the one step beyond? Yes. I'm sorry, James, you're wrong. It was the great horns, Owl. No! <laughs> Out of a possible six billion points there, you got fucking nothing. Hey! I've just Googled it. It's clear you know nothing about <laughs> owls. <laughs> With your lack of knowledge blossoming in the ether. James, it's over to you. Round six. Oh, well, David. Um, look, the writing's been on the wall for a while about this, uh, about this uh, visitation. I am. It's almost um, like I told the worst story of my life to put off having to meet this person. It's almost as if, but maybe the two are are linked. Uh, currently being uh, the two are linked. Oh god, two are linked. Uh, currently, um, the uh, my uh, my living room here and uh, David's living room where he's recording is surrounded by uh, people dressed up as uh, stormtroopers from the uh, Star Wars sequels. Mm. Um, there's uh, also 
uh, heli carriers from the Marvel films. There's uh, the whole floor is strewn in broken glass slippers, so we can't escape. Mm-hmm. David, it brings me absolutely no joy to and say. Beaker's that. got a rocket launcher. Well, fucking me, me, hell. Me, 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 me. <laughs> that is a 10 4 good buddy. David, it brings me absolutely no joy to say that. I'm going to stay in the room for this one as well. I'm going to stay in the room because I, oh, well, I cool. can't fucking move. So, David, our next. Um, Nish is not looking happy at all. <laughs> uh, Nish is is livid, um, and is uh, he's record he's recording his podcast uh, of the other side of the wall here. It's a bloody good podcast. Uh, it's a ruddy good one, and they're just slagging me off now. Mm. And uh, they also recently had James O'Brien as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> O'Brien. Uh, I I long for the days where James O'Brien would do this podcast instead. Let's get it. Let's rip this band-aid off. Our guest for this round is Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. Goodbye. Oh. Oh. Hello, Bob. Hi, boys. (laughs) It's me, Bob Iger, the happiest guy on earth. (laughs) This is this is going to be taxing, isn't it? This is going to be taxing. What? Me and the folks over at Disney HQ, we just love your podcast so far, and we just thought it was time to reach out and see if you fine fellas wanted to come over on board with and bring Is This Enough to our new podcasting network, Movie Audio. Who, who, who? I read that wrong. Mouse audio. Who, who, who? And no, that's not a joke about the audio quality of the first three episodes of your show. Oh boy! <laughs> of course, we could hurt. Uh, we could hit you up with some state-of-the-art recording equipment in the in the industry. Oh, fucking hell! Of course, we could hit you up with some of the most state-of-the-art recording equipment in the industry. And give you access to our AI-trained deepfake technology for your guest rounds. No more bad accents and impressions anymore, eh? What the fuck, mate? <laughs> what the fuck? We just have to make a few tiny changes. We wouldn't want anything to get in the way of fun now, would we? For example, uh, what would you guys think about changing the podcast's name to the wonderful world of Quizney? <laughs> Or about revealing who killed Laura Palmer. Oh, or fuck. maybe making the show canon to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Why people would love that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll consider it, Bob. Um, Why do you think that over? I've got a round for you. Okay. This round is called Cinderella or Umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Are these lines from Cinderella or Rihanna's 2007 smash hit Umbrella? Oh. Do you guys like Rihanna? I have worked in retail for 10 years throughout the years, uh, Bob. So I have heard Umbrella several hundred times. I have seen Cinderella a few times. Um, I'm feeling mildly confident about this. 
more confident than I thought I would. I think Rihanna is trying to be the most weird that a record label would allow her to be, and I kind of respect that. Uh, yeah, but it's not, she also it's not... just works so hard and does so many guest appearances yeah. and everything. Did you see her Super Bowl show? No, I saw her Superb Owl show. <laughs> it was a hoot. Um, so there's a kind of running vibe thing in modern pop stars, modern female pop stars who uh, like to do a big appearance on something like the VMAs or Rihanna did the Super Bowl in the past. Beyonce's done stuff where they do a crazy like set that's mad and really energetic. And at the end, they're just like, by the way, I'm pregnant. But Rihanna's Super Bowl set literally looks like something out of the fucking Hunger Games because it's in the middle of a Super Bowl stadium and all the platforms are suspended in the air. And she's like going up and down like several feet. Like she's suspended like 20 feet in the air, 30 feet in the air, doing crazy dancing and singing. And then at the end, she's like, by the way, you're pregnant. Uh, that's my Rihanna impression. I, 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 sh- I should point out at this point, Bob is, is grinding his teeth to a fine paste at this point. It's... Well, because he wants to get on with the round. No, he's, it... Oh, boy, look, uh, maybe uh, when we move this over to Mouse Audio, we're not going to talk about the Hunger Games or properties that maybe are owned by different companies. But that's just some feedback, fellas. Bob, have Person... you considered uh, doing an animated version of Battle Royale? Get your own oh. Oh, well, that's a good suggestion. We'll uh, write that down. Uh, write that down, fellas. Oh, boy. Um, So, unfortunately, I'm unable to say if I like Rihanna because of inconclusive polling numbers. But that is the rhyme that the AI comedy writing program came up with. One that you guys could use, I suppose. What I am able to say is that I'm Team Taylor. Don't, don't fucking say anything or her weird fans will be all over us like a rash. So, are these lines from the first animated major motion picture or Rihanna? I do not condone any sort of racism whatsoever. Is that from Umbrella or Cinderella? Just on a note about Taylor Swift, um, I'm being bombarded with stuff about her because she's got a new partner who's an NFL star in the Super Bowl, right? And I realized that basically I, I had no idea who her partner was, but it turned out I'd watched an entire game of him playing in the Super Bowl because him and his brother were on opposing sides and I had watched that, but I'd forgotten it was him. So I was a bit like, oh, that's the guy. I saw him. He did the Super Bowl. Um, but the thing that suddenly come into my brain this week is because like basically no matter what your algorithm is, if Taylor Swift is in the news, they will still just feed you Taylor Swift stuff. No matter how much you like or dislike her music, I keep on getting Taylor Swift stuff. And I suddenly realized that she has gone from Matt Healy of the 1975 to this Super Bowl star. Matt Healy from 1975, by the way, is um, what's... Denise from Loose Women's uh, son. He's like the most like nepotistic. His dad and his dad's famous as well. It's really odd. He's like the most nepotistic, arrogant fuck. And I was just like, Taylor Swift has gone from cigarettes and ego to like the biggest dweeb in the world. Like her bro- her new boyfriend or whatever. He like has a podcast with his brother who he faced in the Super Bowl and is also a brother with and his brother will tell jokes normally like a normal human being and then every time he tells a joke he'll then go no but they are great 
he'll completely downplay all of his jokes. <laughs> it's really, he's just a massive nerd, and it's very, very odd. Denise Welch and then Tim Healy, who uh, from Alfida's own pet is Matt Healy's <laughs> dad. The nineteen seventy five is an odd, yeah. Well, I don't know anything about Denise Welch, <laughs> but I sure hope you enjoyed the halftime Super Bowl trailers for new exciting Marvel films. <laughs> Which? What's the new one? Whoa, we've got a couple coming out. We've got Ant-Man, the Wasp 4. Look out! Boom! <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that racism line was from Cinderella because I don't remember it being an umbrella. Oh, yes, of course. It's from Cinderella. We at Disney have always stood up against racism. We have. <laughs> and, if anyone have and if anyone says we haven't, that would be an error. A very expensive error. Is that like the is this er- Errors Tour by uh, Taylor Swift? Of course it is! Oh boy! <laughs> that glass slipper sure is made sustainably like the animator's work conditions. <laughs> um, that's uh, Cinderella as well, yeah? Yes, of course! <laughs> oh boy, you guys are doing so well! And finally, uh-huh! Uh-huh. 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 I think that's Rihanna. That is absolutely, in fact, from Umbrella. So, fellas, with all that being said, why don't you just decide to sign on the dotted line there and give us your show? What do you say? Can we have it? Uh, can I just confer with my associate? Oh boy, you'd better keep it tight. Bring in Nish. No, uh... <laughs> I don't. I don't want to sell it. I don't want to sell it to Disney. You don't want to sell it to Disney. I don't think we should sell it to Disney. David. We could be billionaires. I, I think, I, they, nah, David, they, they, they while we're talking. It, Bob has literally got like a knife and a sharpener, and he's you know that bit in Spider Man where uh, where Willem Dafoe starts sharpening a knife in a very sinister way. Yeah, he's doing that, but he's also got Willem Dafoe here as well, and he's looking menacing. So I'm I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna vote we don't. I'm, what I'm age were you when you worked out it was Willem Dafoe and not William Dafoe? I uh, I. I don't think I was cognitive of what actors' names were when I first saw Spider-Man. So I probably uh, just, like, heard Willem. I was like, okay, that's fine. I think I worked it out this year. You worked out this year? Yeah. That's that's quite late, mate. That's I had, lot, late. I had a lot on my mind. Um, so if we don't sell it, we just keep doing what we're doing and have a nice time. Yeah. And we get to do uh, whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. But if we do uh, sell it, we'll get a lot of money. Get a lot of money, but I don't think we would be involved anymore. There's a so big machine that set they've wheeled it in and it's it says the fuck David and James AI generator. Oh okay. Will Samuel uh, Jackson be in it? Um they've got a car they've got Mark Ruffalo, Samuel L. Jackson um, they've got also some Chinese celebrities you won't have heard of, but that's for their market out there. 
Oh, um, okay. So I uh, I would assume like the get the kind of level of guests. What, what were we talking about? Like you know, Bristol based Southwest comedians. I think they could probably get you know Hollywood A listers, but okay. Um, we should talk about getting guests as well. We keep on meaning to do it, but just organising our own really is should, quite difficult. Really this is this is admin corner at this point. Yeah. Um, well, how do they feel about you being non-binary? Um, it, uh, Bob, could I ask? That? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, uh, can I? Uh, I'm non-binary. Um, Want to know how? Uh, where that is in? In relation to, oh, we embrace everyone's uh, identities here at Disney Corporation. Just, you know, you could be non-binary. Just, you know, don't dress fruity. I Managed feel like you're going to get relegated to the back of a scene and then they're going to be like, look how inclusive we are. Yeah, I think I would be there for like half a shot near the end um, mm. uh, to cause a culture war. Um, but also... Uh, you know, not do anything like actually, you know, front forward queer stories or or anything like that. So I, I think this is a, uh, I think this is bad vibes. Uh, okay. Bob, um, I'm going to say no, but only because you've convinced me. I would otherwise just go for the money. Okay, we're gonna. But Bob, I, I I'm just going to shock you one last time. I yeah. respect you as a person, James. Thank you, David respect you too and whatever happens from this we're we're on this road together i fucking hope so bob bob um we're we're very uh very grateful for the offer um but i'm afraid uh i'm afraid we're not looking to to sell at the moment um and i think if we were looking to to collaborate with a with a network it probably wouldn't be something that had so many so much kind of things in terms of uh censorship and 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 content uh regulations so uh very very grateful uh but unfortunately not thanks for the opportunity bob thank thank you very much bob You are meddling with the fundamental forces of nature, and I won't have it. You are old-fashioned men, and you believe in things like episodes, like podcasts, like seasons. There are no episodes. There are no podcasts. There are no seasons. There is just one cellular and organic and planetary and universal and multiversal system of content. Comedy content. Audio content. Cellular and erotic. That is the way of things today. That is the weather system underneath which... We dance. We own it because we must. Because it is ours, and without us, there is a world of do as thou wilt. I have looked into the eyes of the Leviathan, and it looked back, and it found me wanting. And once we own everything, once we own 
it all. Then the world will come together as one. Join hands and sit down in song to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp 3 Quantum Mania. And you are meddling with that fundamental force of nature, and you will atone. Take them away, old friends. <laughs> Look out, David. You're in danger. Goofy, you fuck. But- for those of you listening at home, uh, uh, Donald Duck is here. He's going absolutely haywire. He's huge. He's terrifying. Look at Goofy is currently beating the shit out of David. He is covered in all sorts of diseases as well. This is pandemonium. Oh, the humanity. Only one particularly bright spark of, of, of pure hope and joy and love and optimism could save us now. If only you will find that when we are angry with you, it is a small, small world. The door has just been kicked in. The light is flooding in. It could be a SWAT team. No, it's not. It's a fella in a football shirt, but the football team it supports is, is it just says humanity. Who could it be? My God, it is. Oh, our gazers. Heard you in a spot of bother. Who's this fucking ponce? Hey! Help me! Get your hands off my penis! He has just kicked the shit out of Bob Iger. I don't choose the violent life, but it shows me. And sometimes you just have to act on first instincts. I'm not doing this out of hate. I'm doing this out of love and protection. If you're listening to this at home, Disney has fallen. Repeat. Disney is fallen. Paris is free. Paris is free. And on an and even more important of, note, and at the end of the coma. Bass is back. Bass is back. Oh my god. And at the end of that round, David, you've won three points. Oh, oh. boy. Bob really so doesn't David, give a lot, does he? He really doesn't. So, David, at the end of that, I have got 2 billion and 100 points. Well, you have 4 billion, 800 and 3 points. David. Yeah. Let's just collect ourselves. Collect ourselves for a moment. David, if people have enjoyed hearing your dusty toads, they can find you on the socials where you're you know, at David Hall on Insta and TikTok. Mm. And if they've enjoyed me, they can get me at is that James O on Instagram and, and X. And if they really want to, they can follow me on t- TikTok where I'm let the James begin. And if they've enjoyed the show, they can find us at all the socials on at, at Is This Enough Pod on Insta, TikTok, and YouTube. And email us in. Email, keep the emails coming. Let's get there. a second Absolutely. email. Let's get a second email uh, where you can email us at Is This Enough Podcasting at gmail.com.
James, well, traditional prizes and forfeits. Absolutely. So at the end of this, you have won 20 pints of bitter. You lucky, lucky boy. Whereas Thank you I. Very much. I have got 20 pints of butter. Once again, <laughs> I am vegan. This is functionally useless to me. <laughs> I know what James is going to be covering themselves in tonight. That's right. Regret. Is. Um, I what? envisage this being a bit weird. <laughs> this is one of the most intense ones we've ever done. It's good to know there's what's it's not like a new low, it's like a new weird. No, it's just a weird we just yeah, it's not a low because a low is like is down, it's negative. This is yeah. just this is a this was what we could all describe as lateral. Hmm. It's certainly enough for this week. I would say it's certainly enough for my vocal cords as well. So, David, <laughs> It seems in bad taste to say this, but why not? David, with him riding around on the floor. It's Bob Iger from me. It's Bob Iger from me. It's Bob Iger from me, lads. Baz! Well. I love you, Baz! So, David, with all that said, <laughs> it's over to you, because you're hosting the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>